Section 45 of the Promulgation of Universal Peace, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K. Hand. The Promulgation of Universal Peace, Volume 1, by Abdul Baha Abbas. 7. June 16, 1912, at 935 Eastern Parkway, Brooklyn, New York home of mr and mrs howard mcnutt notes by esther foster this is a splendid gathering a meeting of the maidservants of the merciful and the beloved of god whenever such gatherings have taken place in this world the results have been very great they have exerted an influence upon the world of hearts and minds wherever a lamp is lighted in the night naturally people are attracted and gather around it when you see such an assemblage as this you may know that a light is illumining the darkness there are lamps the light of which is limited there are lamps the light of which is unlimited there are lamps which illumine small places and lamps which illumine the horizons the lamp of the guidance of god wherever lighted has shed its radiance throughout the east and the west praise be to god it has been lighted in this country day by day its radiance is becoming more resplendent and its effulgence more widespread this is not known now but later on its traces will become evident consider the days of his holiness christ how the light of guidance brightened twelve hearts how limited it seemed but how expansive it became afterward and illumined the world you are not a large body of people but because the lamp of guidance has been lighted in your hearts the effects will be wonderful in the years to come it is evident and manifest that the world will be illumined by this light therefore you must thank god that praise be to god through his grace and favor the lamp of the most great guidance has been ignited in your hearts and he has summoned you to his kingdom he has caused the call of the supreme concourse to reach your ears the doors of heaven have been opened unto you the sun of reality is shining upon you and the cloud of mercy is pouring down and the breezes of providence are wafting through your souls Although the bestowal is great and the grace is glorious, yet capacity and readiness are requisite. Without capacity and readiness, the divine bounty will not become manifest and evident. No matter how much the cloud may rain, the sun may shine and the breezes blow, the soil that is sterile will give no growth. The ground that is pure and free from thorns and thistles receives and produces through the rain of the cloud of mercy. No matter how much the sun shines, it will have no effect upon the black rock, but in a pure and polished mirror, its lights become resplendent. Therefore we must develop capacity, in order that the signs of the mercy of the Lord may be revealed in us. We must endeavor to free the soil of the hearts from useless weeds, and sanctify it from the thorns of worthless thoughts, in order that the cloud of mercy may bestow its power upon us. The doors of God are open, but we must be ready and fitted to enter. The ocean of divine providence is surging, but we must be able to swim. The bestowals of the Almighty are descending from the heaven of grace, but capacity to receive them is essential. The fountain of divine generosity is gushing forth, but we must have thirst for living waters. Unless there be thirst, the salutary water will not assuage. Unless the soul hungers, the delicious foods of the heavenly table will not give sustenance unless the eyes of perception be opened the lights of the sun will not be witnessed until the nostrils are purified the fragrance of the divine rose garden will not be inhaled unless the heart be filled with longing the favors of the lord will not be evident unless a perfect melody be sung the ears of the hearers will not be attracted 
therefore we must endeavor night and day to purify the hearts from every dross sanctify the souls from every restriction and become free from the discords of the human world then the divine bestowals will become evident in their fullness and glory if we do not strive and sanctify ourselves from the defects and evil qualities of human nature we will not partake of the bestowals of god it is as if the sun is shining in its full glory but no reflection is forthcoming from hearts that are black as stone if an ocean of salubrious water is surging and we be not thirsty what benefit do we receive if the candle be lighted and we have no eyes what enjoyment do we obtain from it if melodious anthems should rise to the heavens and we are bereft of hearing what enjoyment can we find therefore we must endeavor always cry supplicate and invoke the kingdom of god to grant us full capacity in order that the bestowals of god may become revealed and manifest in us and as we attain to these heavenly bounties we shall offer thanks unto the threshold of oneness then shall we rejoice in the lord that in this wonderful century and glorious age under the shelter of the kingdom of god we have enjoyed these bestowals and will arise in praise and thanksgiving therefore i first exhort myself and then i entreat you to appreciate this great bestowal recognize this most great guidance accept these bounties of the lord you must endeavor day and night to become worthy of a generous portion of these gifts and realize full capacity of attainment praise be to god your hearts are illumined your faces are turned toward the kingdom of god it is my hope that all of these degrees may be reached and these friends attain a station which shall be an example and stimulus for all friends in the world may the love of god spread from here onward and outward may the knowledge of god be sent broadcast from this place may spiritual forces become effective here may the lights of the kingdom shine may intelligent souls be found here so that with all power they may be occupied in the service of god furthering the oneness of the human world and the cause of the most great peace may these souls be lighted candles and fruitful trees may they be pearls of the shells of providence may they be stars of heaven this is my supplication to god this is my request from the beauty of abha that he may submerge all of you in the ocean of his grace afterward speaking of numbers such suppositions regarding lucky or unlucky numbers are purely imaginary the superstition concerning thirteen had its origin in the fact that his holiness jesus christ was surrounded by twelve disciples and that judas iscariot was the thirteenth member of their gathering this is the source of the superstition but it is purely imaginary although judas was outwardly a disciple in reality he was not twelve is the original number of significance and completion jacob had twelve sons from whom descended twelve tribes the disciples of jesus were twelve the imams of mohammed were twelve the zodiacal signs are twelve the months of the year are twelve etc etc the mysteries of the holy books have become explained in the manifestation of baha'u'llah before he appeared these mysteries were not understood baha'u'llah opened and unsealed these mysteries it was my wish to come here today to have this meeting end of section forty five